This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, February 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. Newsom rallies in Coachella. Cal OSHA partners with unions. Long-lasting damage from Arctic blast. Newsom stumps in Coachella. For his latest campaign-style press conference, Governor Gaspin Newsom flew to Coachella yesterday to talk about the importance of farm workers and vaccinations for these essential workers. Assemblymember Eduardo Garcia, who represents the region, said he could not remember the last time a governor visited here. Newsom also announced a $9.6 billion economic recovery package that came out of an agreement with legislative leaders. It includes an additional $2.1 billion in small business grants and $24 million for CDFA's housing for the harvest. The program for housing asymptomatic farm workers exposed to COVID-19 has been severely underused. Recognizing this, Newsom said the money would help with the program's effectiveness. Cal OSHA partners with farm worker unions, making employers nervous. In her Senate confirmation hearing Wednesday, the Department of Industrial Relations Director Katrina Hagan outlined how Cal OSHA has been reaching out to farm workers under her leadership. The agency has partnered with farm worker advocacy groups to educate ag workers about their labor rights during the pandemic. We really needed to make a grand gesture, said Hagan. Staff held outreach events in Coachella, rented mobile billboards for two months, and led a caravan to various work sites alongside community organizations. Hagan said her staff engaged with the Ag Labor Board, CDFA, and other agencies on outreach ideas. The Senate committee unanimously approved her appointment. Ag labor lawyers are skeptical. In a webinar earlier this month, Michael Sockwe of the Sockwe Group said the community groups and unions will not just be educating workers on COVID-19 protections, but probably on educating them by saying that their employers are bad people and not doing enough for them and their families, said Sockwe. We have to step up our game. He encouraged employers to deliver constant communication to their employees to inform them of steps already being taken to protect workers. Analysts, state pesticide proposals should be more aggressive. A new report by the Nonpartisan Legislative Analyst Office advises lawmakers to go one step further with Newsom's overhaul of the mill assessment for pesticide fees. We find it is reasonable to create a tiered mill assessment structure, reads the report. However, the proposed rates are not likely to be large enough to send a strong market signal, and the four-year phase-in is unusually long. The budget analysts recommend phasing in the tiers more quickly over just one or a two-year time span. They also suggest a much larger rate increase that would further discourage use of the most toxic pesticides. This would offset other state spending for research and extension efforts for integrated pest management. The analysts were also concerned that the proposed rates would not be enough to address chronic toxicity or environmental effects from pesticides. Ag Outlook kicks off virtually. USDA's 97th Annual Ag Outlook Forum kicks off this morning, and for the first time, the meeting will be held online. 
USDA's new chief economist, Seth Meyer, will provide the department's annual forecast for crop and livestock production this year. The meeting will be missing the traditional address from the agriculture secretary as Tom Vilsack, the nominee, still awaiting confirmation from the full U.S. Senate. The department's new chief of staff, Catherine Ferguson, will be outlining the administration's policies and top USDA policy advisors, including Robert Bonney, also will be speaking. Bonnie is helping to shape the USDA's climate policy. Now, looking ahead, on Friday, AgriPulse President Sarah Wyatt will moderate a discussion between some of the nation's top farm leaders on hot topics in agriculture. Task Force to Advise on Broadband Mapping. Rural broadband advocates are praising the Federal Communications Commission for announcing a broadband data task force that will lead an agency-wide effort to collect detailed data and develop more precise maps about high-speed Internet availability. Shirley Bloomfield, CEO of NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association, says... Accurate data on broadband availability is essential in driving informed decision-making and appropriate distribution of funds. You can read our report on the task force at agripulse.com. Big freeze to have long-lasting ag impacts. The central U.S. and the eastward U.S. should start to see milder and drier weather returning late this week or early next. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey tells AgriPulse the impact on agriculture from the polar vortex will still be felt up to a year from now. Damage to citrus trees in Texas Rio Grande Valley may affect next year's orange and grapefruit crops, Rippey says. About 55% of the current citrus crop had not yet been harvested and is lost, according to the Texas Farm Bureau. Rippey says the Plains winter wheat crop may have been lost too. Vegetable production in Texas as well as sugarcane crops in Louisiana and Texas are certainly at risk. Livestock, poultry and other farm operations will have to come back from the extended cold wave and power outages. Extreme cold and snow battered most of the central and southern U.S. this past week. Temperatures in the Texas panhandle plunged as low as 20 degrees below zero. Here's today's He Said It. I know there's a lot of noise about Elon moving to Texas, and I wonder how that's working out at minus 10 degrees this morning. That's Senator Bob Wykoski of Fremont commenting during a budget hearing on how the Tesla factory in his district has doubled its employees during the pandemic to 20,000. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, February 18th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Allen.